Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick. I got Phil Morley and Ramon Valdez again with me here this afternoon. How are you two doing? Doing good, Ben. Doing good. Doing good. Right on, right on. Say, it's a special guest episode, and we've got a special guest on, Michael Kolka. Uh, Michael Kolka, furniture maker, also goes by doing business as Summer Tree. Michael, how are you doing? Doing fantastic. <laughs> hey, great, great, ne- great to be, great to be here. I've never heard of you, Michael. <laughs> you, Phil, you knew, you knew. I'll talk. This? We'll talk later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, just if people don't know, which I find it's hard to believe that people wouldn't know that Michael, uh, I was Michael's apprentice for seven years. Um, so Michael is a is a dear friend, and I really. I credit him for where I am now, and he is uh, still my mentor and lives in Driftwood, which is about 15 minutes away from where I am in Wembley. So, mm-hmm. super excited to to have you on, uh, Coker. Thank so he still Phil. has you over to uh, to sweep the floors and stuff. He starts the fire in the morning and sweeps the floors. <laughs> the sad thing is I never started the fire. And Mike, <laughs> Mike was like, you're the worst apprentice ever. <laughs> I think I started once and I, I turned the dust collection on too soon and well, back, smoked out the back building. Back it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm from London, man. We, we didn't, you know. <laughs> You're supposed to start the fire in the stove. Having you on, Michael, we, we, uh, we really appreciate this. Looking forward to this and have been for quite a while. Well, Ever since uh, Phil's been talking, I mean, We've known Phil for quite a while now, and, and your name has been coming up since the get-go. So this is this is exciting. Well, I appreciate that, Ben. And it it, uh, uh, it makes me feel good that that, uh, that you guys, <laughs> <laughs> R- Ramon and Ben, sound a lot like Ramon. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, I looked at you and I I was thinking, you know, that looks like Ben. No, that doesn't look like Ben. But it's it's great to be with you guys. And it makes me feel good that y'all, you know, it's like you work in your wood shop and and really we don't think of ourselves as uh, knowing much uh, or doing much. And, uh, you know, for the people that are out there making and struggling to, to make a living at it, you guys understand what that was like and what that is like. And so it's, it's nice to be appreciated, especially by guys like you that are, have dedicated your lives to, to this, to this craft that we, we all treasure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, and that's why, you know, we thought it'd be a real interesting conversation to have because a lot of times people with social media and stuff, it's like, you know, if you, if you don't, don't exist on social media, people think you don't exist and it's like well that's way far from the truth um you know and and that's we were like michael would be fantastic to have on here because he's kind of seen it all he's been at it long enough and what what i find really unique and amazing about your career is that you really haven't sacrificed from from the beginning to where you are now you've always maintained quality and the art of the craft but isn't but um, isn't that that's that's not easy but, but isn't that i mean isn't that what, what what partially what drives all of us it's like 
what got us into this was not that, oh, I know a way I can make a lot of money. You know, it was a, I'm going to build fine furniture. It was the desire to do something really fine, to do something really well. And, and that drive, uh, you know, is really what propels us forward. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, it, 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 it really is about, I think, for the, uh, the bulk of us, the craft itself that draws us in, the, the making. The, yeah, yeah the, the art of betterment and, and exactly. seeing, what's, seeing what's out there as far as, you know, specifically mass-produced furniture and say, oh, we could do way better than that. Exactly. And, yeah, that's... Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, and, and it, you know, me and Michael talk all the time. It's, it's, it's almost like a freaking disease because <laughs> we, you know, it's like... <laughs> We can't help ourselves, you know, like, well, do we need to do that? It's like we, we justify it. And we're like, well, you know, yeah, it's going to make a big difference. And ultimately, I do think it a lot of these small things and we talk about this all the time on the podcast, you know, like, set, you know, the inside of the cabinet or the underside of the cabinet looking as good as the, the face sure. of the cabinet. It's like that's all important. But it is that drive to like, like you said, it's stupid to say we're not doing it for money, but it, it, that is kind of the reality. It's like, yes, we need to get by. We need to make a living. But there's a lot easier ways to make more money, in, even in this field. Yeah, I suppose, you know? I suppose so, that's so right. There, there is that drive. Mm -hmm. you know? It's like we, we want to try to perfect it as much as we can. That's what keeps us going. Uh, we may never get there. Or I may, <laughs> but, but it is. It's, it's, yeah. yeah that, um, that, that Michael, chase, that's why I'm starving. It's I you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm the problem. Yeah, ch chasing that perfection, right? Yeah. Well, right, right, you know, right. uh, yeah, no, I, I concur a hundred percent. It's, a, it, it's, it's interesting that you blame me though, because I blame. <laughs> <laughs> we were the worst two people to work together. Let me just tell you, <laughs> we made no money, <laughs> but we made some cool oh, stuff. Man. Oh man. I, you know, I, and I'll, and I'll say this, Phil's, Phil's been, uh, uh, building me up here, but uh, and I appreciate that. But I, I'll tell you, I've never worked with a finer craftsman. He, the guy, is just a natural. And 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 I always I always say, and and people laugh at me when I say he's a better craftsman than I am. And there's something to this. Yeah. It's like, you know, he has just a phenomenal eye uh, for for things. And and you know what I've discovered in. in I don't know if you guys have, have tried that route of having employees is that you'll find that there are people that have an eye and those that mm. do not. And if they do not, it really is almost impossible to teach. Mm, that's um, interesting. I, I don't know if, you know, other people have encountered that, but when you, when, you know, if you oh, can, yeah. if you can show somebody something and go, no, no, Hey, we're looking for this. And just right here, just right here, this round over is supposed to actually just blend in. You see that? Oh yeah, I see it. Or not. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Or they, or they see it, they do it. And it's like, Oh no, you, you did not. Yeah, see you that. did. And exactly. It, Phil. And, and we, we see that cause we teach. I guess, you, I guess that's you know, true. And, 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 that, and that, I think we see that a lot, right? Like, I mean, you've seen it cause you've also hired, number of people over the years um i haven't necessarily i don't think ramon and ben i mean ramon has probably got his background because he worked in a bigger company but there is something to that it's it's a it's like that that discussion that people have like can can you learn 
fine furniture making like can you learn design or is it something you just innately have and i, I think you can learn it but i've definitely seen what you're talking well, about well we don't and, and, like, and, and, and by and by tough. talking like this we don't i you know i don't at all mean to discourage people you know because no because it, you know if you have the desire to do stuff then you're going to have uh, you're going to be right, you you're going to be able to gather the tools that you need to accomplish right, it. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, it's simply some people come come more naturally to it, and some right. people have to. Really it kind of goes along wrong, the yeah. lines of uh, teaching creativity. Yep. You know, is that you know, right? Right. Um, so I guess to a point, it can be done, and some people will just be in, inherently more creative than others, and that's no, oh, yeah, just their yeah. their gift or whatever. Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, I also think that 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 folks that um, are attracted to this type of work already for them usually already have that inherently in them just because, mm -hmm. I mean, you gravitate right. towards things that um, appeal to you, appeal to you. And, and, and so you're going to have that kind of mm -hmm. natural ability. I think. And the details a, a are, and the details are a part of that, right? I mean, sure. see, being right. able to see those, those fine details and recognize them, that's a part of it, isn't it? A lot of those fine details that you are really doing almost for yourself because unless right? you show those to someone, especially if they're semi-concealed or hidden, nobody would ever know that that's there. It's not true. It's <laughs> not true. Shut up. So how much time did I spend on these details? It does matter. It does matter. So you had, I've taken four months to build a little box. So you end up showing your client every little detail until they're... Yeah, I no, it, it is, <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. And, and we've, we've spoken about this many, many times. It's like a, a client may not be able to pick up on what is appealing about the piece, but when you kind of educate them, show them, it's, then they do. And it's like it does make a difference, even though they may not be able to pinpoint mm -hmm. what it is that they're well, seeing. Well um, said. Well yeah, said. Yeah. 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 But, but, but Michael, so we're kind of getting right into this, which is great, but I, I would love, cause obviously I know your background, but a lot of our listeners may not know your background. I, I can't, and I would like to kind of get a refreshment of your background cause you, you've been at it for a long time and would you be okay just kind of going through a little bit like what got you into this, how you started? You sure. Know, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and to that, that discussion of, and I think you probably already answered this. I wanted to ask you this this question, which I think we've already answered, but what why what drives you to do this work? You know, what what is what is the drive? Because like we said, there are easier routes to go. And maybe what inspired you, you know, like originally, like when you when the light bulb went off and went, This is what I wanna do. This is how I wanna intentionally spend my life doing this. Um but yeah, just 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 a little overall background. Yeah. Well, well, I think you know just to address that, like what you know, where where, where do you think the you know where where are the inspiration, where are the influences? I think uh, uh, that gr growing up, I grew up in a house that was built in 1954. Now, there's an interesting thing about the early 1950s. All the all the soldiers had come back from victorious from fighting a war. And the work that was produced in the early 50s was phenomenal. The care that went into everything. So I grew up in this suburban house in Houston, Texas, and the tile work, the woodwork, 
it was just an ordinary house, but everything was so well done. You know, everything, everything, all the miters met. All the, now, did I know anything about miters in those days? No. But, you know, all the tile work <laughs> was perfect, you know, and, and carefully done. So um, it, what it does is it gives you a sense of appreciation for work well done. And so I always carried that with me that whenever you see the fine work, the really the, you know, even if you want to go back to the, to the big cathedrals of Europe or, you know, uh, anything that's been really finely produced, it raises your spirit and you feel in, you feel energized by the fact that someone really cared. So I think that's or inspired. Right, 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 right. So I think that's, you know, I I attribute that to the roots of of why I wanted to do fine work. Uh, I also had a mother who demanded perfection out of everything, (laughs) 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 which had had quite an influence as well. You know, it's like if you're going to do it, then why bother doing it unless you're going to do it really well? And I think I think that, um, you know, I I really believe that that's a mantra for me. What's the point in doing it? if you're not going to really do it well. Because when we come back to that, we don't want to be disappointed in ourselves and in others. We want to be inspired. And so I think that's the roots of it. I um, ended up at UT Austin in 1971 to to start college there. You guys are maybe younger than me, but 1971 was a pretty tumultuous time. If you think it's tumultuous now, (laughs) it was pretty wild back then. I couldn't figure out why I was at college. I was in a philosophy program and it was like, what am I doing here? And so I worked in a, in a wood shop in the summer to make extra money. And I just fell in love. I was like, Oh my God, this is fun. This is really what I want to do. And so, uh, you know, I dropped out of school (laughs) and uh, started working in this, in this cabinet shop and we were doing, particle board i don't know if you remember particle board but it's kind of pre-mdf uh cabinets and i went to the boss and i said after a couple of years and i said hey we could do so much better i mean with it, you know this is like junk we're putting out and the boss put his arm around me and he said you know mike i really appreciate that you just do your job and i'll do mine <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I started my own shop. I decided, you know, yeah, I, I can do better than this. So I started my own shop in, in 1978 and, uh, in a barn in Manchac, Texas, south of Austin. And uh, where, my, where the total, my, this may be too much detail for you guys, but the total of my rent <laughs> was like 100 bucks a month. In those days, 100 bucks a month was like $10 now, you know. Uh, nah. And, uh, uh, you know, I learned my trade by, by being uh, self-taught, and it was, it was a good long 10-year struggle, you know, just, just uh, you know, from this project to that, that project. Right, right. Um, and I'd say, uh, for me, uh, the big breakthrough was, was uh, getting a showroom space in Austin, Texas. And, you know, we, it was like more money than I could believe they wanted, but you could put your furniture in this showroom. It was open seven days a week and staffed by a very high quality uh, staff. And so I built like crazy and put my stuff out there. You know, when, when you're able to walk in 
and see something and touch it and experience it, it's a whole nother thing. You know, it, it, um, I think, I think then you can't deny the quality that you're looking at. Right. Right. So, from, from looking at it on the, on, on a picture, on the, a, a yeah, picture. Yeah. yeah. And then going down there on Saturdays and hanging out with the furniture and talking about, yeah, I'm you know, doing this at the shop back home, you know? So, so, you know, That's that, cool. that was sort of the be- the beginnings of, 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 uh, starting to get, you know, enough work to actually think about hiring people to help me. So what, what years were those, Michael? The, uh, the showroom went from, uh, 89 to 99 and the early eighties were largely dedicated to an organization that we, we founded called the Austin Woodworkers Guild. And it was me and about four other people, uh, Neva Lockett, uh, Tony McKinney, Michael O'Neill. And, and we, we, we started putting on shows of fine woodworking. We did them at the uh, Huntington Gallery on the UT campus, the Institute of Texan Cultures in San Antonio, and uh, the Doherty Institute. Awesome. Yeah, and and so we would stage these shows. This, this is hilarious. We would stage these shows, and we would do calls for entries, and we were the judge and jury. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> nice. and, if you sent, and if you sent something in, it was going to be in the show, right? Uh, so anyway and you know it's like okay well yeah bring us your furniture and we'll haul it down to san antonio for you we took we took we, Man, we took such huge chances it was it was really crazy so that occupied the the decade of the 80s and then and how, how old are you i'm 67 67 now yeah so in the 80s yeah that's wild <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah. But that's what you had to do. You had to you there, there was, was yeah. there wasn't the internet, so no, that's you right. had to, you had to put yourself out there, whether it was through studio space, gallery space, um, or or if it was advertising in, in you print, know, yeah. we, we were talking about this before the show. You're paying for it. You're paying one way or another. You know that's now right. now mm-hmm. we're paying. Not necessarily always in dollars, but in time. You're putting That's this, right. You're putting this stuff out. Uh, at that time, it was if you were in a situation where you you were at where maybe you didn't have a lot of money to be able to do advertising in periodicals or magazines at that time. Then you you got creative and you created this guild and found a way to try to get yourself out there. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, that was that was the whole purpose was to promote the the craft of fine woodworking, but also to share, just like you guys are doing here, to share ideas. Hey, man, how do you do that? You know, how would you, uh, I'm trying to, you know, and that's what you guys do. You're you're always bouncing off of each other. And that, by the way, I think that's one of the really magical thing about uh, woodworkers is that they do not hold back. I mean, you want to know something, you know, I, you, I, Ask me. I'll tell you what you, I know. You better, you better, you better pull up a seat and give yourself two hours because because we're going to have a yeah. conversation. Get, up, get all excited about the fact that somebody actually wants to hear. And, uh, that's exactly right. It is crazy. That's exactly yeah, right. And and then the, in the in the eighties, we also we also brought in the big names. You know, we brought Sam Maloof here for a few days to spend time that's with awesome. us and and tell us about. Uh, how, how do you do this? How do you do this? I, I, I remember at the time I had been making copies of Maloose Rockers as one of my products out at the showroom. Uh, so I said, you know, so Sam, you know, a lot of us guys, you know, we make your, 
your chair. What do, what do you think about that? <laughs> and he goes, well, you know, it doesn't bother me that much, but, you know, you ought to do your own stuff. And I think that was the gift that really changed my life. It's like, yeah. If you want to get known, right? It's like if you want to establish a name of your own, then you got to build your own stuff. Yeah, don't, don't, cover, the, yeah. don't cover her song. Write your own song. Right, you know? yeah. right, right, right. That's pretty amazing. Absolutely. Who, who maybe else did you guys have? Art Espinay Carpenter came. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, he was a cool guy. What a sweetheart. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. What a sweetheart, you know. We tried to get... Uh, castle Wendell. yeah yeah but he he you know and he he's a sweet guy but he he couldn't fit it into his schedule and we, or we couldn't afford i don't really remember what the holdup was but you, you want me to get you want me to go yeah really really what do y'all want to know yeah. <laughs> probably a combination of two he couldn't fit it into his schedule because you guys couldn't afford it so, yeah, I, I, I'm, <laughs> guess, I'm guessing if you could afford him, you would have been able to fit it into his schedule. <laughs> my, my schedule's wide open. I think that's a really good point. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's awesome. So, so from that point, so now, are you still? You, you, you know, you invite him out. You got the guild going. Are you still in Manchac? Manchac? Yeah, or, still in um, Manchac, Manchaca. As yeah. we say Man here in Texas, I mean, I know in London Man y'all checker. say Monchak, but <laughs> uh, when I first was visiting Michael, I, I called him. He goes, "Where are you at?" I'm like, "I'm at, oh, what was it? I'm at Buddha," and he's like, "Buddha?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm passing through Buddha." He's like, "Oh, Phil, that hair in Texas is beautiful." I, like, <laughs> I was like, "Whatever, it reads Buddha." <laughs> But so, so, you know, just about the time that uh, the showroom. So and and so the showroom space, that 10 year, that decade of being uh, at at the showroom was was an incredibly productive and fun time. But it came to an end. The the guy who owned that space said, I'm not going to do crafts anymore. I I love when people say stuff like that. We're just going (laughs) to sell antiques, you know. And so right about that time, you know, the internet was becoming a real deal. And Mark Love was working for me. And Mark was uh, significantly younger than me. I guess he's probably 15, 16, 18 years younger than me. And he was really good with the computer. And so he goes, well, let's build a website. <laughs> you know? That's so cool. So yeah. we got on the web kind of early with stuff. And I had always believed you spend the money on the pho- photographs. And I had always had fantastic yeah. photogra- pho- photographers because, you know, my work's slock, but if you take a good picture of it, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you, you have always, it is incredible, some of the pictures you have of your And it stuff. makes a difference, you know. If you, you, so it makes absolutely. a huge difference. So you're able to, you, you know, know helps we're, sell we're able yeah. to build, you know, a pretty good website. Mark did a good job of that and helped me out with and that that then you know led to that whole era of advertising in in national publications to draw people to the website. So that was right, kind of the, right. the it, next decade, I guess. And this is you in Driftwood now. That's right? me in now Driftwood. That's right. And, and yeah. what were the publications? So I I picked I picked two that I stuck with, uh, but there were several that I tried along the way. Uh, I stuck with the Atlantic Monthly. And I stuck with Arts and Crafts Homes uh, because they were, they were, Arts and Crafts Homes was more affordable, 
the Atlantic reached a much larger audience. And so I was able to do work around the country based on on those two publications. And that that really I felt helped out. I tried, you know, I tried other things and I, you know, I know I tried Harper's, but I, I don't know if I tried the Smithsonian, but I thought that would have been a good choice to try. But, um, you know, after a while, um, I did that for probably really I advertised for in magazines for about 15 years and and maybe six times a year. Right. So just enough to kind of, you know, keep the name out there. Oh, I tried sure. the New Yorker. I did try the New Yorker. As yeah, well. I was going to say the New Yorker. Yeah. Uh, but good God, they're proud of their space. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> the New Yorker. It's expensive. Yeah. Yep. So like, have dang. an advertisement right after a very confusing cartoon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you know, I think. But, I think, but, but you thought ahead, that ahead. that was. But you thought that, the, I mean, obviously, that you, you were doing that on purpose. You were seeing, you're trying to put your work in front of who you think your clientele is going to be. And you're trying to dangle um, some lure out there to hopefully get some, you know, somebody to bite on, on your work. Yeah, exactly right. And, and those publications uh, attracted a demographic that uh, were well suited to what we do. So I think that was that was what it came down to. Yeah. So you you understood right. you understood your who your client your client base or who you were going after. I know and this it, is I know this is a really bad word these days, but yeah, they're largely liberal. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh my God, we're gonna have to edit, uh, edit, edit that out. I didn't mean to. But I didn't, I didn't mean to use the profanity. <laughs> Your target audience. Yeah, but that's but that's that's who is um it that's is. who's going to yeah. be buying your work. It's true. Um, if the clientele that was going to be buying the work that you wanted to do was somewhere else, then you're going to try to find the match as far as you know how to get it in in front of right. those that's folks. Exactly. Out, That's exactly you know, right. Like me selling guns, boxes, you know, <laughs> for Republicans. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Go for it, Phil. <laughs> yeah. one, one thing I will say, I remember a few times I, I was able to deliver furniture with Michael. And, you know, back then I was newer to this, you know, and, and it's that they all like, you know, nowadays people are like, how much is this? And I tell them like, you must be rich. You must have a lot of money. It's like, oh, you have no idea. Like the hours <laughs> I've, I've put in this stupid freaking thing. But I remember at the time being like, man, you know, this is this is not cheap furniture, and I understand why it's not. But I was like, really curious, like, what's the clientele like? And in my imagination, I was like, all right, we're gonna go roll up to this house, and this guy's gonna have a mansion and driving a Porsche and, or you know, this that the other and. And it was rarely the case. Yeah, it's true. It, it was usually, and I think there's something to that where it was, it, it was usually, yes, they had the money. Of course, they weren't hurting for money. But you roll up, they had a nice house. They were like driving a Prius or, or something, nothing real fancy. <laughs> right. But it was more than, this wasn't a, um, a, a, stat, a status thing. Like, look at my Rolex. It was, I really appreciate and admire what you're doing the the craft that you're putting in the story that went behind this this is a one-man shop that built this piece and that really just just rang home to me i was like wow that's that that's really amazing that there's people still out there that appreciate the craft that they're you know that they're going to be your clients for life i think Um, think but it always always blew me away i think you make such a good point there you know we think of 
oh, we just need to reach the ultra-rich, but it's really not. Right. They're not interested. It's not. It, uh, no. Well, they may be, but I, I you know. Some of them, sure. but most of them but, have interior designers, and they're, they're turning their furniture around every freaking yeah. But it, it mm-hmm. is. It's, it's not an heirloom piece. It is more of, yeah. uh, for, for it, I, I have always felt like my clients, it's, it's more of, and they don't think of it as an investment, but they, they, they've made sacrifices to own this stuff, yes, you know? Yes, yep. And that, that, yep. that, that is very, very moving, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's very yeah, cool. it's a humbling. It's humbling to, it to, is humbling. to have right. people you know, put the faith in, in your work. Exactly. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. And so what I did is I made postcards and I went back when I started my own business <laughs> to those houses. <laughs> And I told them 50% and 50% less, less quality, but hey. And twice as long to make no, it. Yeah, no bites though. You know? like, God, dang it. Oh, oh my. Man. Well, Very I cool. think this would be a good time to take a quick break. Sure. Uh, Ramon, you want to, you want to go ahead and go with it? Yeah, you bet. This Woodworkers Podcast is brought to you by Maverick Abrasives, your one-stop shop for all abrasives. They have sanding belts, tons of different lengths, widths, and grit sizes. Also, sanding discs. Again, huge selection of grit sizes, disc sizes, and hole patterns, including Festool hole pattern. Also, loose sheet sandpaper. They have fantastic prices and free shipping on orders of 200 bucks or more. They're on Instagram at Maverick Abrasives and on the web maverickabrasives.com abrasives for metalworking and in the woodworking shop maverick abrasives from our shop to yours fantastic right on, right on. Right on. Yes. yeah right. so speaking <laughs> speaking of sandpaper you know phil's phil you've got that stroke sander in your shop <clears throat> michael i i know that you've you've incorporated like cnc work into your into the work that you do kind of want to talk about some of the you know some of the different in some of the different incorporations i mean uh, phil did did you guys have a stroke sander michael do you did you work with that oh yeah michael michael had he's the one i i (laughs) sorry i'm gonna just say this but i think i remember the first time i worked for you (laughs) oh i know this story and we're (laughs) we're fitting the draw i remember it a little bit differently but i think your your version is probably right but we're fitting drawers and I, i remember being like holy cow, this guy is putting this up on that stroke sander and sanding <laughs> and fitting these drawers to like within the thousands, like precision. And and he hands it off to me, goes, you, you, you've used one of these, you got this? I'm like, all right, I got this. Yeah, I, hey, I'm going to interrupt you right there because I never asked Phil that question where he didn't say, okay. yes, I know how to do that. So he, he does his own mind to stretch the truth a little bit. Okay. <laughs> how do you remember it? <laughs> I just remember screwing up some drawers. That's what I remember. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember we put that. I looked at that. I remember you sanded that first drawer and I looked at that drawer and I just went, <gasps> Oh, oh my okay <laughs> well <laughs> the golden boy here okay oh man that was so funny no no it's i've like, messed up too before little, phil i'm not gonna bigger. shoot you this time <laughs> yeah no he was the nicest about it he's like we, you know it's gonna it's gonna work but how about i take over i can't remember how it worked out but it was like <laughs> 
I think I made you finish. I think I think I made you finish. I think you did. So I they went on back. Continuing. So, <laughs> oh man, it was hilarious. Uh, you know, I, uh, I it's a funny thing about CNC um, and and how I got there. I, I'm largely going to blame uh, B- uh, Bill Collings, and I don't know if y'all know of Bill Collings, but Collings guitars are the finest handmade acoustic guitars in the world in 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 my estimation um yeah they're, they're definitely all they're there. amazing and bill was an bill passed here a couple of years ago but bill was an absolute uh fanatic crazy man about quality he was so so talented uh th- those kind of crazy geniuses that that uh you know we 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 hear about and he uh his wife had seen uh, my work at, at the showroom and came home and said, Hey, Bill, I found this guy and I love his work and I want him to build our stuff. And she goes, Oh, that's, he goes, that's cool. Who is it? And she goes, it's Michael Kolka. <laughs> he goes, Kolka. <laughs> I know Kolka. So anyway, uh, Bill says, well, let's, let's build your, your chairs on my CNC router. And I said, Bill, what's a CNC router? You know? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So anyway, he drugged me into that world. And and the thing that, that spoke to me now, you know, when I met Phil, Phil kind of came up in the hand tool world. And I did not come up in the hand tool world. I came up figuring out how to do everything with a router, a table saw, and a, and a bandsaw, right? And, uh, and so the CNC really spoke to me because I could get the precision that you always struggle for in the shop. And uh, so I eventually got into it. I just, I just love it for doing the joinery and shaping and stuff like that. It's, a, it's, it's been a great tool. It's quite a struggle to, for me to learn how to do it, um, to learn how to use it well. But, yeah. uh, but you, man, you just, I, I love it. You don't just push a button? <laughs> well, 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 you know, you know, you all, all, right you need to, oh boy. all you oh need boy. to know is where that green button is. <laughs> yeah, just hit hit that and go make some coffee yeah. and take a nap. Yeah. Yeah, that's, but I just it, it, and, and I got to see that I was right there. So how long was there how long from the get go? CNC been incorporated into the work. It came it came in in two thousand and nine, a year after Philip Morley came in. So uh, Phil started in 08, I believe. Wait, 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 wait. It, oh yeah no yeah that's right yeah i started in 08 yeah, yeah yeah you had your first child uh, uh that's right messed up uh, the Har- harper boxes harper yeah harper <laughs> was like two months old or something and i begging i was begging you for a job yeah you were <laughs> please <laughs> please sir i, I remember uh, by the way guys i remember that moment more than any and that is uh <laughs> that is that uh you know i was i was excited to have this new apprentice and all but you know you know it's a nerve-wracking experience you, you guys can imagine and uh, and he comes in one day and he goes, oh, you know, uh, wife and I have bought a house in Wimberley. And, and what went it, it immediately through my head was, you bought a house in Wimberley based on working for me? <laughs> <laughs> well, your furniture costs so much. I figured I was going to be making so much money, you know? <laughs> Anyway, oh, anyway, I'm hilarious. <laughs> Didn't mean to sidetrack things. I, um... No, no, no. Yeah, but but that that's right because I I remember kind of witnessing the beginning yeah. of of you learning the CNC and and the frustration. Oh and God, stuff. yes. But the thing with Michael is, man, he does he does not give up. Like he is, he will get that shit figured out and and master it. And 
It, what what would you say? Do you think it's like five years? Yeah, I would say got really, I got comfortable after maybe five less. years. And probably yeah, after yeah. three years, we were doing okay. But, you know, five yeah. years is a comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 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 Do you and it's it? amazing what you do on it. It's just – so we've had this conversation a lot, Michael, on the podcast. And, and you know, we see it come up a lot. But where where this whole discussion, like, been a craftsman, not a craftsman, and it's just another tool, and that's how we all kind of think of it. But the difference between giving a CNC to someone that doesn't have the background and building fine furniture, and then giving a CNC to someone that does have the background. Mm. And if you look at Michael's stuff on his website and see his chairs, there's no way in hell you're going to look and go, oh, that's CNC. It's not two-dimensional. It, it's, it's beautiful crafted furniture. And the CNC just got him where he's not at his bench, messing around his tenons for hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's right. You could get the, you could get the, you could get the, the basics, the fundamentals out of the way. You know, right? You know, I, I, I kind of was wondering if you guys were interested in talking about that at all. Like, where and when do people learn the fundamentals? And you know, what, what? I, you know, Phil and I are both teachers, and so that that's something that we we deal with every day. And I feel like the one, not every day, once a week. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like that's what I have to offer these students is helping them to understand the fundamentals. Because when it comes right down to it, you just got to get in the shop and figure out how to get that particular thing done with the tools you have in your shop. Isn't that right? Right, right. Yeah, your yeah, application absolutely. may be different. That's right. And, and I always, you know, when I had a bunch of guys, a big shop that I worked for, or even when I taught marketry, a lot of times you're teaching somebody initially, you know, the goal of what they're wanting to achieve, not so much the technique, because that's going to be learned right. on their own over a period of sure. time. But the fundamental yeah, of right, what they're right. trying to achieve, you know, to sharpen a, a, a chisel or a, you know, a plane mm -hmm. blade, what are yeah. you trying to, don't go so much after the technique with the process but the fundamental goal of getting right. those two planes to meet to there you go to a point yeah to a, yeah, to a lot yeah well put you know we get i mean i think people get down in the weeds about how you, you know the correct way to sharpen well right the correct way to sharpen <laughs> is something that'll give you a razor edge right. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. it doesn't matter how you get there. Yeah. yeah it's what it's yeah it's, it really is true. it's whatever gets you to your goal that's know, right. gets yeah. you to the thing that you want to do um you don't it doesn't have to be the the ultimate way to do what whatever you know the the, right, the right. absolute perfect way to do that there is no perfect way to do anything it's it's what it's what what gets you to <laughs> what gets you to your goal you know this if sure, you yeah. want yeah. if you want to well, make and those that's, things then you that's what you do and that's kind of the way I look at the CNC, you know, it's like Michael has made mortise and tenons for 25, whatever plus years. He knows how to freaking do it. 40. He knows to, to, to 40. <laughs> yeah, man. I keep, I keep saying to Carmel, it's like, what, 25? And she's like, I think you've been saying that for the last 10 years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, it's like you, you've got that down and now it's just, you have another process, another way to do that same task. But, 
ultimately the integrity of the piece has not been sacrificed right. if anything it's actually been raised Pro up yeah, that's you right. know it's 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 so stupid i go in there and michael's like hey look at this and he's like popping his tenants apart just like i hate you <laughs> like, and <it's>, well <laughs> it is like you, you, it's like, you've ah. developed some in just ingenious ways to do all that i mean i you know well and and a lot of that was learned from watching you and and you know i was yes i was involved with some of that but i was so am very i gonna, early so on am i gonna get a kickback or <laughs> No, well, you already have. Oh, you, you should, yeah, 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 you should. You should you're you, on my, you're on our podcast here, man. That's pretty good. Like, that's, that's big time. We've got at least twelve people gonna be listening to this. I, I feel right big. Now. I feel big. You know, and 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 probably ten of them are Republicans, so no work for you. So sorry, sorry about that. I'm just, I'm just messing. But um, I forgot where I was going with that, man. God, yeah, you distracted yourself. Well, it was the. It's the what I learned from it too early on was, um, you know, I, we we both couldn't do the CNC, and Michael was kind of showing me a little bit about it, and it came pretty clear. It's like we can't both be learning how to program as much as yeah, that would be cool. So I was the guy in the shop, um, you know, get stuff ready, and then then witnessing and seeing how this piece was going to get hold, held on the CNC, and and how the operations were done, and location pins, and all that stuff, I I don't think at the time I realized how valuable that was. Right, because it, it's all, it translates it all, to everything. I was, I it all translates, doesn't it? And it does. Yeah, and you would I, I'd be, I'd be in there, and you'd be in here, and I'd come in and see the fixture that you had just made to to make those curved front legs, and it's like, oh my god, those are beautiful, you know, and work perfectly. I mean, you know, I, I still use those things. So, yeah, it's like you know. <laughs> It's it's a lot. I learned uh, a heck of a lot, and and still today, anytime I'm making jigs and stuff, it's it's a lot of the same process. It's yeah. like okay, reference faces, location pins, that gets cut first, then it cuts off that. I mean, it's just it's all the same, and that's what makes you good at at what you do on the CNC. It's it's mind blowing. Um, yeah. So anyhow, well, yeah. I think we I think we I think we really, and I, I know you guys will, will all concur. We all learn from each other and and you know i picked up Absolutely. so much from being from being around mark love for seven years before yeah, yeah, phil yeah. from being around philip morley for seven years you know it's like right. you you gain so much by being uh, around other people that are immersed in the work like you are yeah absolutely absolutely well, I think it's also very valuable to have somebody near you that can show you like you were talking about those tenons um popping on the mortises uh, phil you know pulling the tenon out right. and it pops you know that that sound or somebody that can sharpen if you can see something that is like that's the goal you know right now right. now you kind of know what you're looking for or what you're trying yeah, to obtain yeah, that's a good point i it's think hard. that's such a good because that's such a good point yeah it is like how, how do you know what sharp is you you use someone's hand plane that is really sharp Mm -hmm. And as soon as you do that, you're like, "Holy cow! I thought I was sharp. Right. That is sharp." Or, or <laughs> seeing know? somebody seeing somebody's work that's you know the the tenon work that's super clean, yeah, or yeah, or yeah. you know dovetail work or veneer work or whatever whatever work you know just seeing something yeah. that's done yeah. very well. Now so, you know what the goal is. Now you're now sure. you're going to work with what you've got to try to get to that point to get to that goal yeah and, and then that's you, what drew me to michael yeah you can read something that's instructional or even watch a video and you're you think you're seeing everything that's involved 
But if you had somebody that's hands-on that's sitting right next to you said, yeah, that, that works, but do this little subtle difference. And right. some of those subtle little details, you know, and as an instructor, you might not even remember to point those out because you've been doing it for so oh, long. Oh, that's true. That's like yeah. just inherent yeah. in, the, in the process. But the student might not pick up on that until you see them doing something that could be done a little yeah. bit different. And then you say, yeah, just, Absol- yeah. absolutely. So hold your mouth yep. like this and then that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, right on. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it, it's, it, boy. Hey, hey, do y'all have that experience too? I, I had an experience of uh, someone will say, well, they'll be doing something. You'll say, how do you do this? And I'll say, I can't talk about it. Let me just do it. it. Yeah, it's, then, like, yeah. it's like, it's there, like there, there's the, and what is that muscle memory they call it? Right, right, right. right. Yeah, it's like it's I, true. I, I can't and, even talk yeah. about it, but I can do it. And now you can see what. Well, I'm yeah, doing. it's like let me let me let me put it in my hand. Okay, all right. So this is what I do. Yeah, you know, it's like, but you don't know until you start doing it, and it is a funny thing. And even those little nuances in woodworking that you, it's really difficult to teach. It's like the pressure you're putting down. Oh, on sure. How you hold something. Oh, and, sure. And joining, right? Joining always cracks you up. You're trying to. <laughs> you're doing a glue up top, and you go across. You do a demo. And it's like boom got it real sweet look at that it's not opening up at the end and then a student goes and it's like a freaking banana and you're like what? how, how did you do that? i don't understand what you're doing and then you watch them and then you realize oh i see like pressure yeah, point. i didn't really explain what i was doing pressure there point and there. Yeah. And yeah. it is amazing it, it really is uh incredible but that but that that seeing that that level of work and i know this podcast is not about me but <laughs> wait it's all about it, you Phil. Isn't it? michael knows this by now it's all about me um but that's what drew me to michael it was i was doing a lot of veneer work a lot of plywood and and it was that this is great beautiful stuff but at the end of the day i'm dressing up a plywood box mm-hmm. and yes there's there's some great stuff i learned from doing that but i wanted to get back to the roots of of the joinery and stuff and and, and not a purist. I'm not. I'm not about to cut mortise and tenons by hand. But when I went and saw Michael's website, and then furthermore, you know, went to his shop, and he's got this beautiful house that he built by himself on beautiful land, and he's there popping this desk together next to a wood burning stove. He's got a cappuccino <laughs> on top of it. I was like, "Are you shitting me? Like, is, did you just set this up?" <laughs> and it was it was amazing i was like i, I said tomorrow i said i'm freaking working for this guy like I'm, i don't i don't care i'm this is happening and it, it was and and michael was sweet enough when i called around for different people to interview with lewis fry i guess it was it just lewis fry that that uh we met with us too michael i know we met with lewis i don't know if you met mark I landers was, and uh i don't know if i met mark landers but but a lot of them what was interesting was is they were all kind of like oh you know i'm not necessarily hiring right now but have you spoke to this guy i was like yeah he sent me to you and he sent me to you and (laughs) and and michael i told michael this and he goes let's all meet at my place and we did and we sat down and and spoke for freaking hours and phil yeah phil Phil shows up with his cute wife and his lovely mother-in-law and 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 a paper roll and he pulls out these beautiful vellum drawings that he had done <laughs> and i was like now he rolled those drawings out and i just went okay this is this guy knows what he's talking about and he has this beautiful portfolio of this nice work and it's all 
very eloquently uh, written and stuff. I didn't realize that his wife had, you know, <laughs> his wife had written it all. I was like, my dyslexic ass did not write that. <laughs> oh, man, hey, speaking of uh, website, I uh, your website is absolutely incredible. I urge anybody that's listening, uh, all 12 yeah. of them, <laughs> to visit yeah. that. Uh, michaelkolka.com and just be amazed there's uh, that parish altar that you know, oh yeah such a beautiful design you've used that uh, similar design on a table and some other stuff it just so perfect for uh, well for a church church for uh, you know yeah. I, I was hoping we could get to and I, I actually wrote myself a note you know let's talk about work for public space because yeah the church work uh is some of the most rewarding stuff I've gotten to do. It's it, you know, you you get to design and build a piece that is on public display mm. and for spiritual purposes. It's you know, there's just it just doesn't get much better than that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it, 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 I feel like that's some of the best stuff I've gotten to do. I'm. I know a lot of woodworkers say this, but it's really true uh, uh, for me. I am not a designer. I am a craftsman. I have had to learn how to design, and I have one or two good pieces, but that's it. You know, it's like, you know. It's the, Morley, it, the Morley Rocking Show. The Morley Rockers one. And so, <laughs> one, yeah. and so, and so you know, that, that stuff where you, I think get to sort of stretch out a little bit, you know, it's, yeah. it, can, it can be, uh, it's so different from, from everything else. Right. That, that's, that's, I saw that stuff and I was like, Holy cow, this guy could do this stuff too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, shoot, I need to call him. Yeah. It really a, is beautiful. That stuff. is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I, I, I encourage you guys to, to not shy away from those commissions. If you can, if you can stir them up because, uh, right. uh you know, all the, you know, uh, all of those spaces are, they're being built. They're they're changing out from old to new, and that kind of thing. And it's uh, I don't. It's a great opportunity, you know. And it's it's a place yeah. where everyone can see your work, no matter what their economic background right. or, right. exactly. yep. or whatever. It's exactly. It's right. not it's not something that is you know in a in a private home where yep. you know it's it's appreciated by the people that, that that own it. But you know it's a it's not that many people get to get to see it or, or really see interact it, yeah. with it or you know what what have you right and it's that making the place too like you said before it's just something about good quality work no matter what it is that just gives you this sense of kind of peace and and you know and and then that being in a place where you're meant to be worshiping yeah it it it, it is it's just you get kind of goosebumps when you know i've, I've gone to i think a couple of the churches that michael had the stuff in and it's just amazing to see it in the space um, <laughs> so you go up to the yeah up to the priest or preacher after the sermon and say what a beautiful piece of furniture <laughs> 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 up on stage i made that <laughs> couldn't keep my eyes on so inspirational <laughs> what, by, by the way what were you talking about today sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the hell word you were saying man that stuff looks beautiful <laughs> Can you use a coaster next time? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So also, I hope that's not shellac on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Well, Michael, um, you're just trying to kind of navigate this a little bit, but 
I, I know we're coming up on time, but what's always interesting to me, and we've, we've kind of spoke about this a little bit with technology and the website and, and inspiration and stuff, but just kind of real quick, I would love to know, um, you know, we, we have, like, especially me, like, Ben and Ramon are closer to your age. Um, I'm, I'm ways away from your age, like way, way, <laughs> ways away. You're, you're just a yeah. young punk, I know. I'm a, I'm a young punk from London. But, you know, obviously for me, internet was, it was there, you know. So to be inspired by different makers or look up stuff, that was pretty easy. Would you, did you have a resource that you would look at or you know, help you figure stuff out. I know you're mainly self-taught, but was there anything there, you know, book form, magazine form that you can kind of say helped you out or you, or you appreciated having? Yeah, or, absolutely. Or makers, even even makers. Yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the public library was the resource in those days, and the public library was where I spent a lot of time when I was in the design stage on stuff. And then you had Fine Woodworking, which was just a fantastic resource for for, for people starting out. I mean, they, it, it, you know, in the early days of fine woodworking, that magazine, you would wait for it to come. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, and, and, you know, Tay Fried and, and uh, uh, his how-to books and, uh, right. you know, uh, yeah, those were fantastic resources. Um, uh, I, like you, am fairly dyslexic and slow to read, but, you know, if you, you show me the pictures, you know. <laughs> Yes, that, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, but yeah. but I'd say yeah, those were those were the places that I would go and and uh, scrounge for how to and um, yeah yeah that's awesome very cool and and you know I know you mentioned to me one time but the maybe I'm misremembering this but did you did did James Cronoff uh, books, right? I mean, wasn't that something that really inspired you more? More the philosophy. I can't believe we've gone uh, this whole time and not mentioned <laughs> Krenov. You know, Krenov ruined my life. Uh, you know, yeah, I was going to say. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, yeah, James Krenov was. You know, it's funny to go back and read that stuff now, but James Krenov was God Almighty to me. And yes, awesome. I couldn't afford his books, but I read them, and uh, and. Uh, uh, it was like the gospel, you know. I mean, the way I fit a drawer, I still hear James Krenov talking about how a drawer should run and how you fit a drawer. You know, it, yeah, awesome. yeah, absolutely. Krenov was was uh, was the, the grand sage of inspiration <laughs> for me. And I, it's funny to hear now. I know because, and if you read, if I read him now, it's it's a little different, you know. But right, um, right. back then, it 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 uh, it really did resonate for me, and and a lot of people actually. And um, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it, cause it speaks to that, that part of the craft that we're, you know, that part of the trade that we're so uh, fixated on, and that is striving for perfection, always striving for that perfect piece. You know? Right, right. That's awesome. Very cool. And I, I, I had a quick question going back to self-taught, Michael. Mm -hmm. In your experience, looking back over, over learning, do you think that it was to your advantage to be self-taught or do you think um it would have been good to have gone to you know a school well what are your thoughts I, on that yeah and i would i you know i would have loved to have gone to a school i wanted to go out to california to the college of the redwoods 
I wanted to go out east, but I couldn't possibly afford those kind of things. I was I was penniless, um, and uh, self-taught is the absolute slowest uh, way that you can you can do this. It, you know, I I don't think that's true for everybody. I think you know, maybe some people would be you know faster at it, but I think it took me uh, ten years, what should have taken five years. You mm. know. Uh, by having to just figure out the most basic things on your own. But, um, do, you, but do you think that you, uh, when, it, yes, it might take you long. Well, I don't know if it actually takes you longer or not. I think that if you go to school, you do get that, that knowledge, but you don't necessarily always know why that knowledge is, is the right knowledge. That's a really good point. And I, yeah, you know, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know how to, to process that. I mean, you know, the the um, I, I feel like as a teacher, I try to pour out all of this stuff, and I feel like, you know, I'm just drowning these people with information. <laughs> Maybe too and, much. Uh huh. I mean, it's gla- like they glaze over. <laughs> right. What are what you know? Uh, you know. So you have to say, well, that's why I wanted to you know talk a little about the fundamentals. It's like let's just focus on basics, on the fundamentals. Right. Right, right. But I. I uh, are you guys largely self-taught? I mean, I, I am. I mean, I've gone to yeah. a couple of different things just to learn some specialty things. Uh, well, specifically marketry. But you know, one thing about being self-taught, it is the best way to develop bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about he's talking about I, his I, skill I, saw I like technique. <laughs> Again, going back to that, going back to that goal, you have a goal, um, you know, and if you're, if you're self-taught, I I think being able to see something, um, seeing something that's sharp, you know, I, I, I'm almost entirely self-taught, but I did go out to the College of the Redwoods in um, early on just to do a a fundamentals class. That that was you work with. Uh, Jim Budvong and Tim, Tim Coleman were the ones that were instructing. It was a summertime wow. class. Okay. It was, cool. I mean, it was, it was fabulous. Um, but that was the first time that I saw like sharp. Yeah. Um, that was the first time that I saw, you know, well, I, I got, I got a chance to meet uh, James Cranoff at the school, which was grumpy, grumpy as he was. Uh, he was, well, <laughs> he was, he was wonderful at that time. You know, he, he, he had retired and, and was coming in, he'd come in after, um, I think he was awesome. playing playing tennis or what have you. Um, awesome. And you just you'd see him float around the, on the around the shop. And I didn't know enough to know anything at the at the time. I've been working <coughs> in a shop for a couple of years at that time. But I think a little bit of both. I think if you just do the the school route, you know, you're you're learning somebody's you know somebody's mantra. This is this is how you do it. But you don't yeah. you don't necessarily have like the full scope of oh, oh why do you do it this way yeah yeah, yeah. good points um, so I think either way even if you go to school you're still going to have X amount of years after going to school oh, if, yeah. if you're going to do this as a you know for a living you're going to have that period of time so I don't I just don't know if you. I think both ways are, are certainly valid it, it just yeah. depends I, on I yours. think an apprenticeship is another schooling right so for me. Sure, learning on the on the job. Uh, yeah, it's like learn, probably learn on the job. Probably. That's a fantastic way to yeah approach it. Uh, and and I think 
you know, it's yeah, difficult. Think, to think of do all that. the people you can bankrupt doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> all the door boxes that you can ruin. You can wreck it. All the hours you put into like nothing. <laughs> well, I, well, I, you know, I, I think, you, I think you guys are really hitting on it. I'm, and that is that it's great to 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 see how people do things, but ultimately, where you're going to really learn is you're going to get those tools in your hand and you're going to make the mistakes yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're gonna, you, eventually you will do it in your own shop by yourself and then you can develop your own aesthetic, your own whatever philosophy in it. I mean, it, it just kind of happens. And, and yep. it's not right or wrong, but no. like, like you said, Colker, like you felt that you probably could have sped things up a little faster if you didn't have to just kind of reinvent the wheel for yourself but maybe there was so much more you learned because you had to do that that's right it's it's, it's impossible to know but (laughs) and literally that's how you that's how the that's how craft you know advances and and you know moves forward that's a that's a great point Mm -hmm. it's true that's where the not just woodworking but you see that's where the true innovation comes from yeah right Mm -hmm. yep figuring a sign out you got to come up with something and you just just get in there and try to do it and Sure. something new and it's always it's yeah. always going by by trying to attain some goal that you've got yeah yep, yep. i've got an idea i'd like it to be able to do this i've got this stuff i'm going to figure out how to get this stuff to get me to that point mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah maybe yep. you come up with some little thing you know some little thing that's that you've done maybe a little bit differently and then the cool thing now is is, is then you share it with with other folks you know, via you know the the there are the benefits of social media. You know, you can yeah. you can share that, and it makes everybody else better. Um, yeah, and they sh- and they share a little a little nugget, and it makes yeah. you better. And yeah, and no, it's a wonderful. It is a wonderful time for for yeah for for learning because of the available resources. I'm amazed at how much is out there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. and also when you teach, I mean, it's uh, when somebody's learning from you and you you feel their gratitude. That's also inspiring so it kind of bounces back you know sure it does absolutely yeah absolutely and and you know and isn't it true too that as you teach it's amazing how much you, you actually are learning, learning. yeah oh, i've yeah. always said that the more you teach the more you learn it's yeah. amazing yeah. I mean, you, it you, you learn yeah. stuff you didn't know you knew yeah. <laughs> you didn't know, well, you and, didn't know. It's, it's, it, and it's it's that same thing of you don't want to just drag someone through saying do this and then do that and do this it's but why? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you just do it automatically, but now you've got to back up and be like, okay, so this is why you want to do it this way. And you break yeah. it down. And it is. It's, it's amazing. Um, yep. You become a better craftsperson and, and, and you probably can better schedule and think about your work as you teach more. I used to always uh, tell my guys, you know, it's not my way or the highway. You know, it's, I'm telling you this is a, a good a way to do it because the right. way you're doing it, there's this pitfall or this little snag right, that you're right. going to encounter later. But if you do it this way, you'll, you can bypass all that. So it wasn't, you know, do it my way because I said, so it was always here. Let me show you why oh, it this, is. It this is way will work. You know? <laughs> yeah, Coco is very much this, my, you got to do it my way or leave more. Like, <laughs> I, I, will, I, will kick, I will kick your family fit, right? out on the curb. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Boy, guy, you want your jawbox to fit properly? Come on, man. <laughs> what does it matter?" <laughs> no, Mike, Michael, <clears throat> ne- Michael never 
I'm trying to think. Michael never like got mad or anything with with anything I've done that I remember. You know, never never like <laughs> I can't believe you did that or again. To, no, his perspective might be different. When yeah, we know, get right? when we get off the air, I'm going to give you a call. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I need to say one story. Yeah. I know. I know. We're, yeah, I know we're list. coming to an end. I know we're coming to an end. But I, I remember this this just amazing moment of I was doing a, a church altar where it mited up at the top, and I had all these slip <laughs> tenons, and I've routed this. all these slip tenons, and each individual tenon fit pretty good. It's like you know. That's and, nice, and let me that's let nice. me inter- let me interrupt for a second. <laughs> <laughs> what had what had go, what had gone into the piece up to that point oh, was geez. tons of, of oh, ge- yeah. genuine mahogany, and and lots and lots of hours of shaping and gluing oh, and, and you know so so these yeah. were like finished massive finished sides. Massive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was yeah. It was a crap lot of hours that gone okay, into go, it. Go ahead. So now I'm mortising it, <laughs> and I'm. I'm, I'm like, all right, good to go. And I don't even think I asked Michael's help. I was just like, I'm just going to glue this thing up. And I start gluing it up. And I'm and we've got the, the jigs, you know, we've got the clamping calls. Everything was figured out, you know, this is going to work. And, you know, as as we all know now, like, or at least I know now, you, you start adding yellow glue to, <laughs> to tenons. And then there's like a million of them. Oh, things, got, things got tight quick. And it was this weird angle and stuff. And... And I, I mean, I was about to give up and Michael wanders in and Michael, you can correct me if I'm totally misremembering this. And I was freaking out. So I actually got to the point where I was like, I'm not even going to try to take it home anymore. I'm going to have to Japanese cut down the middle, redo all this and, and just, you know, it's going to suck. And Michael comes in he's, and he, he runs off and he goes out to the shop, to the shed. I brought an eight, a, a, an eight a pound sled. sledge. <laughs> came came, blankets. Yeah, came like, back with an eight, eight pound sledge and we threw blanket. We made a, we quickly made a fixture to lay over that thing and blanketed it and, and oh, we beat man. it into submission and we closed that joint. It went. It went. I, it was like, are you kidding me? I could not believe it. I was like, hey, but you, that was you a were, tense you moment. Was, but you were cool as a cucumber, man. You weren't like, pissed or sweating it you're just like well we've got to do this now you just i bet you remember that now phil when you have a problematic glue up you're like oh i yeah. just need a bigger clamp or a eight pound, <laughs> eight pound sledge. i was like where's my sledgehammer <laughs> but, hey, I, yeah. I, I was a little terrified that it was a bad decision <laughs> yeah. i was a little i was i was worried it was a bad decision but i figured you know they they sell more wood <laughs> yeah well and, and you do learn it's like ultimately we can fix it you know, it, yeah, it's yeah. not going to be so yeah. bad that yeah, we can't fix right. it. It's going to be, well, shit, get over it and, and move forward and let's that's just right. fix it. You know, that's and, that, right. and that, that that was kind of the situation. But I was just, I was blown. It, that's taught me from now on. <laughs> like, I'll have students and they're clamping. They're like, it's not going to go together. I'm like, I'll be back. Get the big clamp. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it's going. We're going to get it together. Anyhow, no, it'll so. close. It closed dry. It'll close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was an impressive moment. But yeah, many, many more stories like that. But that, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but yeah, well, cool. So um, before we wrap it up, and I'm not trying to rush anything here, but I know we are getting into like 70 minutes, I think. But before we leave, I do want Michael. I want you to kind of promote, you know, what you're doing, um, you know, teaching, how people can find you. Obviously, your website and and, and stuff like that uh, would be 
would be helpful. Um, sure, thanks. And and if you have, I know I always hate these type of questions, but any like a small one-liner like advice for for people trying to get into this craft, um, you know what what might that be? <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. Under the, you're under the gun. Under the gun now. Well, uh, yeah, just about where where I am uh, in my career. I, I started teaching 15 years ago at the community college. And that has turned into something that I really, I really do enjoy. Uh, it, there's, there's such a, a and I, I, a, a year ago I added an aspect to the class where. And what, what community college is this? This is Austin Community College mm-hmm. and, uh, at the Riverside campus. Uh, the, the class is called Advanced Woodworking. And I haven't met an advanced student yet. <laughs> I know, isn't that uh, funny? It's like, this is really still beginning uh, But, I mean, but, I mean, people sign up for the class because they want to learn something about furniture making. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I added an aspect to the class where if you want to design your own, and we build one of my Medina side tables, okay? Uh, and if you want to design your own piece, you can submit your design three weeks before the semester starts, and it can be pencil and paper, it can be 3D CAD, whatever, but you can prototype, model that piece in the first semester, and then and develop, the, the, uh, develop the piece into a, a ready-to-go finished piece, and then the next semester you can start actually building that piece. And that's been a lot of fun yeah, to cool. watch people you know, finding their way through that. And, and, you know, some people take it very, very seriously. And that's so much fun. I have a guy building a lounge chair right now and he prototyped the complete lounge chair last semester and uh, is building the real deal this semester. And that's just, that's just a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. That's super Um, cool. If, if I had to say, you know, one thing about, about this trade, this craft, I, 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 if, if you really are drawn by your passion to create and you enjoy the process of doing things, then jump in and figure out how to make it work financially. Uh, because, it, you know, there's no, I would not trade the life I've gotten to live for anything. I, I love being in my own <clears throat> shop. I got to build my own shop. Yes, it was lean, and yes, there were some tense moments throughout. I spent the first two years with no insulation or sheetrock, but you know, you you slowly, if you're if you're willing to be patient, you can build you know the life that you really want. Uh, you just have to have you have to have to have the passion and the patience to to. I don't want to say do without, but just do with the necessities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Passion, yeah, just, just stick at it. Passion, yeah. patience, and persistence. There you yeah. go, the three P's. Yeah, so, nice. I mean, I think that's that's all I've got uh, in terms of recommendations. I would not shy away from encouraging anyone to do it. I, I right. uh, as Philip knows, I mean, there's just and and you guys know. There's just nothing more fun than getting to create a piece from scratch. You know, you've got this lumber, you've got this idea, and boom, you end up with this magnificent thing. And it isn't, yeah. it isn't so much, you know, once that thing is gone, it isn't like you're wed to it. 
Right. It's that. Yeah. It's that. <laughs> no, thank God. <laughs> it's that. It's that process that drives us. So. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Awesome. Website, Michael. We should probably mention that real quick. Uh, my website uh, uh, is michaelkolka.com, and so Kolka is spelled C-O-L-C-A. So michaelkolka.com. Yeah. Definitely go check check yeah. it out. It's a it's a beautiful Absolutely. website. One thing that's that that I wish. I listened to Michael from day one, but it's always that struggle of, you know, kids and feeding them uh, <laughs> is get good photographs, mm. get good photographs. And, and uh, you know, you can, it, uh, you can do that yourself, but you know, I found it, God, I got so lucky in the early days of having a, just a phenomenal photographer who would, uh, knew what he was doing and in two hours could yeah. shoot the photograph and, and beautiful stuff. Yeah, he did beautiful, beautiful work. He was, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, photographs but, are important, yeah. and if you can't afford to pay someone uh, barter, and if you yeah. if you can't find someone to barter, then take your own photographs. Do the best you can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do the best you can. Don't let that piece leave. The Don't let it leave because right. you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You put too much You'll regret it. to let it go. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, build up your portfolio. But um, also the schools, so the Austin Austin Community College. People want to look up his class, try to get into his class or other classes there. It's a funky way to find it, but it's through building construction technology. Yes, that's it. Yeah, you so want to Google yeah. building construction technology, Austin Community College. It'll bring you yeah. right to that to that department. Yep. And, 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 and you'll find it there. Scroll down yep. to WDWK Woodwork and, and uh, yep. look for Philip Morley or Michael Kolka. Yeah, mainly Philip Morley, though. Mainly Philip Morley. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, Michael, man, it's it it's been awesome having you on, and it means you know a lot to me uh, a sense of our relationship together, and and you know how thankful I am for everything you've done for me. I just and my family, I just wish so. you'd show it, you know, every once in a while. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's kind of sad. I'll, I'll call Michael out of the blue and he's like, "What do you want?" Like, <laughs> no, you, you know, you know, uh, right right. Can I borrow your joiner? Right, right back at you, my friend. Uh, uh, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic getting to know you and your family. I adore you and your family. Y'all are a wonderful wonderful family. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time uh, to do this. It's been a great joy to to get to chat a little bit with Ramon and Ben and thank you guys. I hope when y'all come down to Texas, you'll, you'll stop in and pay me a visit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You bet. Sure. Cool. All right. Well, Ramon, you want to, you want to get us out of here? Yeah, man. Michael, thanks a ton for, for taking the time out of your busy day to, to chat with me and and these two clowns <laughs> we 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 certainly hold it in in high high regard we've been looking for it for quite a while so we we appreciate it Thanks, and thank guys. you all once again for tuning in to this episode of woodworkers podcast we absolutely appreciate it of course if you have any questions about this show or other shows past shows or suggestions for topics for future shows shoot us an email that's info at woodworkerspodcast.com or you can head over to our instagram account at woodworkers podcast and there you can leave a question comment or snarky remark (laughs) and so on behalf of the insanely talented michael kolka ben brunick phil morley i'm ramon and we'll see you right here on the next episode of woodworkers podcast thanks ton guys Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Michael. Michael. Thank you, guys. Happy trails. Awesome to hear from you. Take care. Ciao.